Good morning, and welcome to another episode of Women of Consciousness. If you have um, been listening to some of our episodes, my co-host and I, Natalie, uh, have been really hitting a lot of different topics around consciousness, uh, the wounded, feminine and masculine, especially around twin flames has been um, something that we talked about a lot. And she's on vacation again this week and next week. So I have a co-host that is able to bring in today. And um, I guess I'll just do a quick introduction. Um, My friend John that I met through our, um, let's say healing, (laughs) healing community um, with plant medicine. Um, So very beautiful um, voice and perspective on the wounded and healed masculine. So I just really thought for the audience sake, it was really important, um, as well as for Natalie and I, because we really want to work with masculine, um, you know, energies and, and whatnot as well. Um, and have that balance and harmony between the women and the masculine of consciousness. And so, yeah, I just thought it would be really good to, um, to have that for the audience. So hopefully this will be a really fun and special episode. Um, so are you there, John? I am here, if you can hear me. I can hear you. Awesome. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you. How are you doing? I'm good. Um, really, truly appreciate you joining me. So thank oh, you so much. Absolutely. I'm, I'm honored and it's a privilege to be on Women of Consciousness. I'm a big fan and I really enjoy the uh, work that you and Natalie are doing. I think it's fantastic. I appreciate that so much. Thank you. Um, so I'm curious then, cause I know you've been listening to some of the episodes and you've definitely have been, you know, following the journey and like the information and whatnot that we've been sharing our wisdom. And I'm just kind of curious about your perspective so far, you know, as part of that audience and maybe how you can connect or, or give your insight there. Uh, well, you know, uh, you guys have been doing a lot of work with the twin flame, um, kind of myth and, and, and archetypal story. And I think that's been really fantastic because I do think that there's a lot of um, information out there that may not be uh, good for people to pursue. And I think that um, you and Natalie have been able to, to present the information um, very logically and with um, a lot of references from your own experiences, which I think validates the um, information and allows people to really put their own uh, paths into perspective. Uh, so I think that you know you guys have really been um, taking the information that you've been working with and um, offering it to your listeners in, in a, a way that um, is, is provocative for um, our own growth. So I, that's that's what I've been p- picking up from your show. Oh. Thank you. Awesome. And that's been the intention, really, just to kind of write, set the record straight on some of these um, facts and myths and just like misconceptions and misunderstandings and things like that. Um, Yeah. So that's awesome. So I guess I'm just really um, curious (laughs) and (laughs) our audiences, like your perspective, um, maybe even on just the feminine, the wounded feminine, the wounded you know, masculine. Um, but I think, yeah, just starting maybe with the feminine energy. Let's go there. Yeah. You know, um, I think, you know, I think we're, we're all carrying some sort of wound in, in this, um, culture that we're living in. And, um, you know, I think the, the wounded feminine, um, uh, you know, it, it's, it's tough because we're coming out of a society where, um, women are supposed to, uh, you know, 
stay at home and like raise the children and that sort of thing. Like that's a, that's an old, um, that's an old archetype story that, that we, that we were working with. Mm -hmm. And I think that what we're witnessing here is, um, the divine feminine really kind of coming out and reaching their kind of uniting with the divine masculine power in them. And that's some very powerful energy. And, um, what we're seeing as we're, we're kind of, as that's taking shape, um, you know, we're having to pursue things in, in our lives that, um, you know, have to go with our heart. And that's, you know, tough for all of us. I think in this day and age as we're all kind of discovering ourselves. Um, so like the, the, the wounded feminine, I, as, as a masculine, I'm, um, I've been kind of pursuing my own wounded feminine within my own self, my own archetypal mission. And um, I've recognized that, you know, um, as, as a, a man growing up, um, we're expected to do certain things and we're expected to not have certain feelings and that sort of thing. And that's what um, I have been discovering is that I was very kind of shut off to my own feelings and um, looking at the feminine archetypes uh, allowed me to kind of open up to what I needed to kind of heal within myself as I'm starting to see that um, I'm, I can recognize where I'm not connecting to these versions of myself that want to um, love completely and really enjoy my own self and my own body and mm -hmm. my own feelings, you know? And I think that's kind of where um, the wounded feminine has been is that, um, you the, the feminine has not been able to um really enjoy their own physicality and um that's kind of a, a journey i think women have been on in these last few years and trying to discover their true self and their 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 own true purpose and their own true um ability to be free and open within it because we're just living in such a, a harsh society mm -hmm. and um you know as far as that that journey it's, it's very tough because coming into your power in that aspect um you know is, is is a challenge to really to discover that um essence of the beauty of yourself and then you know the beauty all around you absolutely and i just i kind of want to read I'll, um well not read but i just want to name off really quick like some of the wounded feminine and wounded masculine kind of traits, sure. just, you know, for people that maybe are like, what does that really look like or whatnot? Um, so for feminine, right. Or, and again, like, I love how you're like the feminine within me, because that's something Natalie and I really tried to express to people to really understand that regardless of your, you know, physical gender appearance, there's a masculine and feminine energy within. And most of the times one is very dominant and one is maybe even dormant. Um, so to awaken that, heal that, bring that into balance, um, it's a very beautiful, um, painful and yeah. <laughs> long journey. And, Absolutely. Um, yeah. So so with a wounded feminine, they can be insecure, needy, un feeling like unworthy, inauthentic, <laughs> manipulative, um, yeah. victim, yeah, playing the victim, um, overly emotional, codependent, likes to gossip a lot um with any wounded energy there's going to be lack of boundaries people pleasing yeah. being very negative no you know unconfident lack of um confidence there helplessness and like powerlessness and like creativity is stifled right 
um, which makes sense because the feminine's intuitive and creative. Right. And then for masculine, you know, wounded energy, it's unstable, controlling and demanding, aggressive and intimidating, withdrawn and avoidant, indecisive and overly competitive, again, manipulative, dishonest and untrustworthy, selfish, emotionally unavailable, that heart space, right? You're not able to access that. Um, so cut off from the emotions, um, frustrated and destructive, narrow-minded and a weak leader. And those were just some that I came across and, um, I thought like, Oh, that's, that's a good kind of cheat sheet. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. And and I, I, and I've ran into all of that and, and, and throughout relationships and that sort of thing. And that mm-hmm. presents Absolutely. itself as that mirror, you know, where, you know, what you're being confronted with an exterior circumstance because somewhere deep in you, or it's in you, you know, and that, and this is that mirror showing you exactly what you need to work with and start to, to heal and progress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah. But yeah, I mean, in my own life, I know, I know like, you know, it's very easy to slip into those shadow aspects of, you know, that, that wounds because we all carry the wounds. Like I'm, um, I, as most men or a lot of men do have, like, you know, I, I carried a lot of father wounds that had to be worked with because, um, over time my father had developed a situation in me where I, I had low self-worth. And because of that, I went on a, a, a portion of my healing journey just to try to discover my connection to that and the energy in that. And that was difficult, painful. But then looking back from the, the kind of like progression I made on the journey, you can say, well, like, whoa, now I can see why I was acting like that. It was acting out of that wounded place. Now, that doesn't excuse your actions. Mm. However, going forward up the path, I'm not going to make that mistake again. And I'm, and I'm going to recognize that energy coming in and be able to work with it rather than have it work with me. Right. And I think that's the hugest thing is like self-awareness and catching the patterns because like this is our psychology. This is how we're wired, right? Neurobiologically. Oh, wow. It's a big word this morning. Um, (laughs) But like, you know, that's how the brain's kind of wired. Then our whole nervous system. Um, So when we get triggered by things and it brings up all of these wounds. But that's the problem realistically when it's subconsciously ingrained from childhood um, and then here you are, you know, 30, 40, 50 years old in life, and <laughs> you don't recognize, you know, the core, um, the core root of where these things come from. And so like the issues just keep coming up and keep coming up until you actually do heal it. So I think the fact that you're able to step back from that and be like, okay, like this is a father son relationship dynamic you know, this is how I was raised and what subconsciously I ended up picking up and believing or, you know, telling myself, even if it was true or not true, you know, I think, and that's what we all absolutely, every single one of us (laughs) goes through. Um, and, and the, the whole wounded ego itself, or, you know, like the ego is meant to, um, protect and defend us to keep us safe. Right. right? And, and so (laughs) there's like the whole kind of, um, Oh, I just want to say like craziness. I think I, I don't know why I'm just. It is craziness. Oh, you're right. <laughs> of the ego, because it's like you tame it, and then it's like a little two year old that doesn't want to take nap. It's like you get right. it calm, and it's like no, it starts going like haywire again. Right. 
and yeah, you gotta keep coming back to the work. <laughs> well, that's it, you know, and um, yeah, the ego is a funny thing because just when you think you have it in check, it's like, uh, no, 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 you forgot. Like I, I have the keys to unlocking all this stuff, and you're like, oh man, yeah. you know, you really have to like, yeah, you know, have a good relationship with your ego because we obviously, you know, we're we're trying to partnership with our ego so that we can actually have, you know, uh, a, a powerful existence. You know, there's no no way you're gonna um, get around it completely, but you have to just be able to understand right. it more and recognize when it's not in charge. Absolutely. And I think for me personally, the biggest thing has been um, recognizing the role. Like, I don't need to get swept away in that, like, identity of myself. But I can just know, like, it's a, um, right, it's part of the programming of being human. It's part of our our system of our body and how it's wired. And with that, I can just kind of be more easy and be like, I recognize you're just doing your job of protection, but like, because like I'm okay and I got to get through this. (laughs) Right. Right. And, and to recognize that you can understand that I I am the power over this thought right now. So, Hmm. you know, um, I mean, I, I do have the power and that's, that's a, that's a beautiful thing to get to because that's really the essence of the work is to just be able to have that back and forth and be like, wait a minute, hold on. Um, there's definitely two things kind of like really happening inside me. And I know the, 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 the beauty in choosing the powerful one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think for me, it became a point on my healing journey with the whole mirroring and projecting, right? I finally got to a spot where I recognized it, like in the moment of an argument that someone else was like projecting onto me and I was mm-hmm. getting really defensive. And I think in that one second, of realization of what was truly happening, you know, on a bigger picture than just a little stupid argument. Um, that changed everything for me. Like Mm -hmm. I I was able to just kind of step back and just instantly be like, I'm not doing this. Like, I don't need to do this. Um, and, and I think after that I was able to really continue um, to just work with it. And the more I would see it. And so I got to a place with the whole projections, right? And I think that's where manipulation comes in because people are projecting their own fears and insecurities, thinking their needs and their wants and desires and all these things aren't going to be met. And so we turn to manipulation to try and get our needs met without actually having to like come out and ask and communicate like very clearly and specifically. Um, And so I think I was able to really start noticing other people's projections and being able to say like, no, I don't feel that way. That's not where I'm coming from. Like this is completely on you. Um, And then to be able to have those boundaries and be able to like, boom, separate everything. Um. Um, I'm sorry. Something just popped up from the um, audience. So I started kind of, all right. So the Zion is back. Good morning. Um, You have been with us and chatting with us in the comments for the last couple of weeks. So very much appreciate um, your support. So I'm just going to take a second and read this comment. Um, Good morning. I'm talking through music today. Oh, I love it. I kind of wish we did musicals in real life. (laughs) Right. 
Uh, I saw the Marvels with my son for his birthday, and um, they they planned they visited a planet where all they could do was communicate through song. Oh, and so cool! I loved it. So cool. Um, okay, so I can't still remember me and Miss November Rain, beautiful and strange, always so inclined, coloring outside the lines. Yeah, you were never on time. You've always been slightly awkward, kind of weird, upside down, and not all here. What's so wrong with me and you is crystal clear. Sometimes I'm in a room where I don't belong, and the house is on fire, and there's no alarm. And the walls are melting, too. How about you? I've never been the favorite, though I'd seen it all, till I got my invitation to the... I'm going to say lunatic's ball. <laughs> <laughs> Because it kind of cut off there. Um, thank you for a little bit of poetry this morning. Yeah, that was that's, beautiful. Yeah, that's kind of nice. It's Shine Down, Ship of Fools. Oh, I love Shine Down. I've actually been to quite a few of their concerts. Um, I caught the playlist. Yay. Anyways, getting off track now. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> my feminine loves rock concerts. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm going to look really quick. So we kind of talked, I read off like some of the wounded masculines mm -hmm. and the wounded feminines. So just kind of like looking at the opposite side of that, right? When you do the work, you, you face your triggers and your fears and your right. wounds and you start doing the soul retrieval and the integration, right? Oh, yeah, sure. Um, yeah, so that's where that's how we get to the other side. That's how we become from this wounded energy to this healed energy. Yeah. And so for the divine masculine on the healed side, they take action and initiative. They're stable and secure. They are protective, highly present, a strong leader, a provider, giving, courageous and assertive, logical and decisive, purpose-driven, reliable and respected, courageous and confident, grounded focused, disciplined, and they have that heart and mind that's integrated. Um, same thing with the feminine, definitely integration of heart and mind, because that's going to represent masculine, feminine right there. Right. Um, so with a divine feminine who is, you know, now done her work, <laughs> you'll see um, someone who's intuitive and highly spiritual, receptive and responsive, magnetic and radiant, healing, nurturing, compassionate, loving, right, creative and inspired, um, vulnerable, expressive and speaks truth, open and surrendering, relaxed, trusting and patient, supportive and empathic, formless and flowing, feels oriented, abundant and fertile, and that wisdom that, you know, yeah. that wise, wise crone, sage energy um, right. coming through. So I think just looking at the difference in the energy of like characteristic traits of a wounded um, masculine, wounded feminine compared to like the divine on the other side of that, because again, it is um, working with the subconscious um, conditioning placed sure. upon us that we do to ourselves as well as other people do to us. I reached a place in my own journey where I was like, oh, wow, I really, <laughs> I really told myself some lies. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I couldn't enjoy. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, um, no, so I, I think, yeah, you, know, you know, and I think that, um, we're, we're all on a journey to get to that healed perspective and all those traits to become in line. You know, um, I do think that that's a long journey. And, um, you know, I, 
it's got to be done piece by piece. And even what I've discovered is, you know, I'll, I'll think, all right, you know, I, I really worked through something and I've really gotten to that. And then, you know, um, here it comes, you know, a couple of weeks later and that, that triggers up again and it doesn't always affect you the same way, but there's something still there and there's always something you can kind of like get to and there's always a, a string you can pull. So, um, I think that, you know, once you are on this path, the, the will to kind of continue and to not get discouraged when, um, you think you're doing the work, but you don't, it, it's not manifesting and that sort of thing. So I think that's really what we're trying to do is just, um, maintain the path as we're trying to discover ourselves and really get to all those, those true characteristics. Mm-hmm. Cause what would a, a world be like if everybody was in their divine masculine and their divine feminine, it would just be like a gorgeous planet, you know? And I think that, um, you know, we're, we have the possibility to work to that. <laughs> I think that's what, what you guys are doing right now with this show. You know, I think right. that you guys are working toward that image. Well, that's what Natalie and I, again, coming back to the whole twin flame myth, right? It's the separation of wholeness and oneness of this integrated masculine and feminine that's like this primordial energy that Mm -hmm. creates the universe, right? Right. Or or multiverse. Um, And then splits off. And in that separation is where the wounding of the energies because... You know, like there's no actual such thing as separation. Right. You know, I mean, it's right. just one of those huge things on this path that I feel like everybody is aware of or knows. So you have to kind of work through, like, you know, healing that illusion of separation and bringing it back into oneness. Um. So, so absolutely, I just I feel like it's a lifelong journey for all of us individually. We're gonna get um triggered in small amounts of what we can handle. I don't feel like the soul ever gives the ego more than it can actually handle. The ego is one that, you know, freaks out and (laughs) thinks it's, you know, losing all control or, you know, whatnot. Um, But as a collective consciousness of like a species on a planet and even the planet itself um, and all life forms, like consciousness evolves. And when you look back at, you know, the beginning stages of humanity and life on this planet, we see that like, you can't deny evolution. Absolutely. Um, You know, regardless of the spiritual ties you want to put into it or not, consciousness evolves. And the more we can heal it and integrate it, um, it, we will, it sucks. I don't feel like it's going to be my lifetime, but maybe like great grandkids, <laughs> but I feel like there'll come a time where we will be from living from the heart and the mind of the divine, you know, masculine and feminine mm-hmm. within. And because we'll have that, you know, independent individual, you know, healing and integration and, and whatnot, then yeah, it will ripple out into the external. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I, I think, you know, to be honest with you, I think we can, that's something we can see in our lifetimes. I think it's just an individual, I don't think that, you know, we'll have totality of that, but I think we, right. you know, I think we can individually get there. And I think, you know, we're in an energy space right now where um, we can really pursue these things if you're willing to do the work. Now, the work is difficult. <laughs> and, you know, and that's what I've discovered is that, um once you kind of sign on for for a journey like this, you have to be prepared because um, it's it is not um, easy. Again, just like the the uh, the twin flame journey. I mean, that's full of like 
pain and you know um heartbreak and all these different emotions joy and then all of a sudden you know um just anger uh and i think that's even that i think that's the indicative of any energy needed for true transformation and self-discovery absolutely and um oh gosh I had a thought, I lost it. So just keep talking. <laughs> well, you know, I think it's a lot of this work is outside the comfort zone, you know, and, yeah. and what I've found that's been my most healing, uh, you know, aspects of, of this journey has been just operating so far out of my comfort zone that yeah. I'm discovering where my abilities are truly, you know, and, and it's not pretty. Like I, um, everybody talks about, you know, the kind of ascent from like, uh, apprentice to master mm-hmm. this kind of journey and really trying to break down yourself to find the true roots of all these different things that cause these woundings. That's that journey from master to apprentice. And that is a difficult fall. And that's like indicative that's, you know, um, metaphorically kind of imaging the fall of grace, you know, that, that we all, that the human species took um, coming down, stepping down from our, our spiritualness into our physicality. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that journey is, is something that has to be really embodied. And, you know, I think for um, like, you know, uh, for, for men, especially like what I've done on my healing journey, I've recognized that um, doing these things like, um, you know, providing for a family and then having um, situations where it's a lot harder to provide for your family. That's a huge, like um, it's a huge hit to the ego. It's a huge hit to all these things that are so archetypal and protecting and wanting to be the provider and all these things. But then you discover a different version of yourself as you're pursuing it harder and harder and, and, and just doing whatever you can and then trying to, and then getting back up to a certain level. So you find a new power in all that. So that, that breakdown of yourself and to mm-hmm. a new low, then only to get back, climb yourself back up to another high is, is right. a beautiful journey. And in that, all that wounding can be discovered because when you're in that pit, you recognize Yes. Nothing is happening to me. It's happening for me. And what I can do is use this situation to really get to that thing in myself that I feel I need to get to. Because it's it's all being presented for you to discover. Absolutely. And I agree. There's right. I think we all can relate to hitting a rock bottom, whether sure. it's relationships or with an addiction um careers right just yeah um i i agree when you can sit in there and and not feel like the world is against you and coming at you right recognize like what is this removing what is this showing me mm-hmm. about myself and this misalignment that i'm now you know in and that's how i even look at depression um and those stages that i really went through that dark heavy energy it wasn't so much that i hated my life or you know hated didn't want to be alive it was the fact that um i hated that face i wasn't comfortable with the pain in that phase i wasn't comfortable with maybe like the lack of creativity and the lack of like productivity um, because, you know, depression just drains you and, and whatnot. So, but in that, 
space, <laughs> there's so much healing that is able um, to be worked with and through and to get to the other side. So then it's not like this lifelong cloud of depression. It was just, you know, this one winter season. Um, so I, I agree with that. And I remember now what I was thinking as you were talking, um, when you're talking about, you know, like choosing to do the work and then the twin flame path being hard, you know, painful, I kind of, I, I was thinking of the, um, the hero's journey. Cause sure. that's definitely something like structurally again with these myth stories and with these archetypes, right. Um, we go through the process of the hero's journey through those stages. Mm -hmm. In the very beginning, it is living in that comfort zone, mm -hmm. being very familiar with the world that you're in and around you and not wanting to really move out of that. Um, so the first thing is like the calling that you hear to like shake things up and, right. you know, and, and I think like that's a difference between a here, um, like a, not just a hero's journey, but a regular outside of twin flame. Like I feel like anything outside of twin flame. Cause I feel like with the twin flame, like I, I didn't even know what the calling was and I didn't really right. have a choice. It was almost like the universe just, God, I, this is going to sound weird, but I feel like the universe just put a leash on me and started mm -hmm. like walking me this way. Yeah. And it was like, here you go. Let's go. You don't really have a choice because this is what you signed up for. Right. And that's oh. surrendering to the process right there, yeah. you know, and just kind of going with it because you know that, you know, it's not, an, it's, you, you wouldn't have signed up for what you were about to do, but you know how important the work was and you were going to do it. Yes. And that's the biggest thing, I think, for some some lessons, for some healing aspects, you know, whatever. I feel like some things we um, we do have that free will, right, where we might be hearing the universe, you know, calling us down that path or giving us signs, trying to move us that way. Sure. But if the ego is like, no, I don't want to, then the universe is like, okay, fine, I back off. Like, this is where your free will comes in. But I feel like some things are destiny. And, right. um, and are really truly meant to happen in a line. Yeah. And um, for some of these, and that's how it is just with these archetypal, um, you know, stories and narratives and energies that flow through us. And, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of curious because earlier on in the very beginning, you were talking about working with your own inner feminine to help yourself come into that, you know, balance and harmony and integration and doing the soul retrieval and whatnot. Um, so just kind of for our audience, because I did talk in the past as well last week about my own personal myth story with, you know, some of the goddesses and the archetypes that I found within me and was channeling and, and whatnot. Um, so is there any way like, you know, especially for the, the men in the audience that are maybe curious about how they can discover the inner feminine, like, is there any way you could just, are you comfortable, I guess? Um, no, totally. Well, you know, I think. Goddess energy that you discovered and how you were able to work with that and integrate that? Yeah, well, absolutely. You know, I mean, I'm um, I'm definitely drawn to, you know, the Greek stories and that sort of thing. And I, I really attached um, to Demeter, who, yeah. you know, the goddess of, of harvest and, you um, Right. Uh, Stephanie's mother. I was talking absolutely. about Stephanie last yeah. week. And, and then, you're right. <laughs> yes. and, and, you know, I'm very tied to her journey and, and um, you know, the, the story of Eleusis and that sort of thing. Um, but even through with Demeter, I, I had um, 
connected to this story of psyche very much because, um, you know, the story of psyche I thought was very interesting where, um, uh, Aphrodite kind of doesn't like the fact that she's, um, you know, kind of getting a lot of attention and that sort of thing from, from everybody. And people are building statues for her rather than Aphrodite. And, you know, without telling the whole, whole story, you know, she kind of, um, well, she falls in love with uh, Aphrodite's son, Eris, Eros. I always say that wrong. But um, they uh, they end up falling in love, but she's immortal. So, you know, there's kind of this like, again, this like love story that doesn't, you know, doesn't really line up. Like it's not true love because they can't even look at each other, that sort of thing. Right, like, yeah. Really have, you know, so it's like this yep. darkness thing that's happening. Yeah, I'm familiar He's, with that one. He's like, don't look at my face. Or I'll right. Like, oh. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, the, her sisters kind of convince her to like, yeah. oh, you know, it's he's a monster and this sort of thing because they're jealous that she's living in this big palace and has all this cool stuff. Uh, so, you know, she does kind of sneak up on him, sees his face, and then he's like, all right, this is over. You know, you broke, broke the rules. And um, she has to kind of go um, – she, she goes to, to Demeter's temple and like serves there, mm-hmm. you know, and it, for me, I, and this is just me because I, you know, from right. my masculine journey, her working, like, you know, her working in that temple and sweeping the floor and like, basically like this fall from grace, yes. you know, kind of showed me and then um, showed me like, you know, I, well, I just really connected to that story. I really connected to that idea of this divine feminine. So, you know, like, who didn't really ask for her beauty. She just was beautiful. And it kind of just, you know, kind of it befallen her that she was put in this situation because Aphrodite had put this kind of curse that no mortal man would fall in love with her, you know? So she was just kind of waiting around to get married. And, you know, it, it really wasn't had anything to do with, you know, her kind of pursuing anything. Um, so I'm kind of rambling here, but... Um, yeah. She does go... Uh, she has to have three trials, you know? And... Ooh. In those trials, she kind of gains back her ability to be this like divine feminine, and you know that kind of, that's that archetypal story always kind of connected to me um, because I I recognize that you know um, I'm gonna have to I would have to um, really figure out um, these things within me that I needed to heal, and a lot of it was body consciousness. I've had I've had um, I grew up, I was, I was heavy growing up and I had a lot of body consciousness that was programmed into me that I had to work with. Right. And it was kind of rediscovering my connection to like um, this, this like archetypal feminine story that kind of started it all for me. Um, but as far as like, I mean, that's um, as far as what I can offer to men, um, you know, I think it is, I think it's a lot about, um, rediscovering your ability to like dance. You know, I I don't think men dance enough. I don't think we're, I don't think we let ourselves. And and it's a very primitive primal thing to dance, you know, and, and, but it is also a very airy feminine thing. And I think that, you know, that's kind of like the first step is really getting comfortable and, and in your body and dancing. Cause I was one of those people that no matter how big I was, I danced. I was a dancer. I, I went to a lot of concerts I'm, uh, if I hear music, I'll start dancing, you know? Um, so that was always a thing. And I kind of, um, got away from that 
and um, really needed to re-embrace that, um, that, that kind of thing. And then, you know, I really um, attached to um, my ability to like, you know, care for my kids mm-hmm. and really um, reattached to my, the, the true like mother aspect within me mm-hmm. um, through kind of interacting with my children and really like not, you know, just um, being a very sh- strong masculine provider, but, you know, understanding that I can also like, I can give the love and I, I right. you know, I can, I can really like play and make that joy happen and really like embrace the relationship that I have with them and, and truly care for them um, from my divine aspect or my divine feminine aspect, rather, as well as my masculine, like kind of switching back and forth and like really feeling the energy. Um, you know, so I, I, I don't know, I'm kind of rambling now. <laughs> no, no, I absolutely understand um, and agree. Like same thing for me. Um, Anana, right? The underworld and the seven gateways, and at each one, she has to strip off an article of, right. Um, right? That's very symbolic to to just the journey and and whatnot, and then at the end, kind of die and have that rebirth. And that's why last week's episode, I was really trying to kind of put it out there, like follow what um, resonates with you, follow those time periods and those cultures, because, like you said, you know, we, we both um, are drawn to Greek. Um, history and stuff like that um, and yeah Egyptian and Mesopotamian for me and whatnot mm-hmm. and a few others but uh, I feel cool. like yeah the archetypes are within us and when we start finding those small little connections that just feel right you know it's the ego that that um, I think gets all in the mind and is like oh this is just a story or you know what I mean or like doesn't quite be able to connect the dots fully oh yeah um, no these are powerful energies that, right absolutely yeah. and that's what it is it's it's energy right of that masculine feminine when you look at the stories of the gods and the goddesses and the myths and all of that there's so much tragedy there's so much you know violence and betrayal as well as there is like obviously the beauty and the love but but it doesn't seem like um they got happy ever afters very often <laughs> like you know it was they got, ending but, in a tragedy and a death and heartache right but they discovered something or they created situations that we now look at you know what mm-hmm. i mean and i think that's kind of indicative of this life it's like there's right. a lot it's it's not these like fairy tales with like yeah. happy endings right. but like it's meaningful exactly it it has it has substance yeah absolutely and i think that's where the work is right where they're wounded where they didn't get (laughs) the healed whole version um so yeah for me especially like with um lilith lilith was a huge one so um for those that aren't familiar with the story of lilith um she was like the first woman before Eve, you know, Adam and Eve. And I remember even just learning that, like, what do you mean? There was like someone else before Eve, you know, my Catholic roots, I had never heard of Lilith. Um, So just even discovering her was 
huge like wow mm. moment and then realizing um like the suppression uh, of mm. the feminine energy and whatnot um oh yeah big and then time. how she was demonized you know cast yeah. out and demonized and so that automatically took this like loving energy that was in her own you know wholeness and speaking her truth in her voice that was then like shunned and cast out and demonized by cultures um so i had to heal that energy for the collective right right and then I was able um, to get her to the other side and kind of give her the one thing she wanted, which was to be able to go back to God's kingdom um, in the story. Um, and that was beautiful. And it happened in small stages um, over a few months or right. whatnot. Yeah. And I mean, it was just so profound. Um, and in helping her. I was in the process freeing my own self of the, um, I want to say like the vibrational frequencies that were keeping me like enslaved. I mean, just mm. enslaved, trapped, whatever. That's the words that are coming. But, you know, sure. that keeping me held um, at a vibrational line <laughs> within the collective that I didn't want to be at anymore. I, right. I wanted to break those chains and those shackles and raise up and ascend. Um so with working specifically with Lilith and helping her, like she helped me. And that's why I feel like it's a relationship sure. um, with these, ener you know, archetypal energies that are within us. It's a relationship with ourselves. And kind of going back to what you had said about the whole body issue, um, that is definitely like the core of the feminine. Right. Because like, you know, like look at how <laughs> our bodies have been used and exploited against us. Absolutely. Um, They've been taking away from us, you know, like any of our passion and creativity, like you said earlier on, you know, we're kind of coming out of a time period where women were only seen as, you know, realistically a resource for a man. Like your goal is right. just to be somebody's wife and to exactly. have children. Right. Don't have any interests or hobbies. Don't even think about trying to leave your house and, and be like, you know, a member um, <laughs> of anything higher. Right. Than and it wasn't long ago. Right? I mean, that was only not like a hundred years ago. No, you know? definitely not. And when you think about before that, we lived in a time period where we didn't even acknowledge children. And right. children are to be seen and not heard. So totally. stand over there and do your work, but be quiet and don't have a voice. Right. And so all of that is a part of our collective wounds. Absolutely. That we're all individually attached to and maybe not conscious of because, again, it's ingrained, right? It's in, in the cells. Yeah. Yeah. Deep. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's part of um, healing the wounded energy and getting it into that divine where we have our voice, we have our creative expression, we know our roles. Um, if for the feminine, when she's put into that position, right? Because now all of her creative creativity and power and in, in her essence is taken away because the masculine is holding on to that power and control. That's when the resentment comes in. That's when, you know, the manipulation comes in. Right. And so all the energies just kind of keep spiraling into like the direction of woundedness even right. further rather than coming back into like the healed energetic um, vibrational alignment. Right. Yeah. And that's, um, and, and that's, and that's exactly it. Like we, we have to, um, 
recognize that there's these, you know, um, greater aspects of the culture and the society that we're all working with. And, yeah. um, you know, and finding our own way to do it and, you know, finding our own avenues and our, cause it, again, it's, it's for the bigger collective, but it's a microcosm within you. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what, that's kind of what we all have this responsibility to do our own work. Cause if we could all just kind of get to those parts of ourselves, they're right. You know, um, we're doing that for the, for the collective. And that's, that's an amazing story with, with the Anana journey. That's, that must've been a beautiful experience for you. Yeah. Oh, it's been amazing. But then you feel crazy. Cause you know, like, right. <laughs> how do I articulate this or tell somebody this, you know, it's, it's not really easy to find those people. So that's right. when you and I met in person at our first, um, ceremonial retreat with San Pedro, um, just to be able to stand there, you know, and, and we all have such a beautiful like community and conversations. Yes, we do. Um, but to just meet someone that you had only seen on Zoom, you know, in a check-in <laughs> a few times <laughs> and then meet in person and to be able to instantly connect and be like, oh my God. And I remember mm-hmm. like building up the courage to be like, have you heard of twin flames? Because again, <laughs> like it's not something I really wanted to discuss. Um for the last few years and, and whatnot, but I just kind of had a feeling and you're like, well, of course. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I was just like, Oh my God. <laughs> and so oh. it felt really, really beautiful. Um, and, and I'll be honest through our friendship and our, you know, connection and, and relationship. Um, I've been able to notice like my divine feminine and like your work and your divine masculine. And mm-hmm. even just in our community space with a few other people of, of seeing them do the work. Right. And there was a time period where I never thought I would have um, come into an alignment with others. I just thought mm-hmm. like, wow, nobody's got to be out there really doing the work or, you right. know, like, is it possible that men <laughs> are, are healing their toxic traits and, and wanting actual, you know, healthy connections with feminine energy? You know, is this something that's actually ever going to happen? Um, so to come into the, this whole healing space in the past year and meet these people, you know, like you um, and whatnot, um, it's, it's been encouraging and it's been very heartwarming um Mm. and it makes me feel seen and heard finally and not alone anymore right and for that i am so grateful um and to be able to watch the journey kind of unfold right through all of the healing right through all these stages and phases that were coming up that like you said you know some of them are severely painful, especially around the twin flame. You know, there was moments where I really truly would have rather accepted death Mm. um, and and just get out of this planet and out of this life um, than to keep on having to do the twin flame path because it was so painful. But I managed to heal that even and and get through that. so <laughs> I think you just got to keep chugging along on the journey. No, yeah. And you never know how the work's going to transform. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, this is the part of that work that I needed to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, and that's staying on it. And yeah, with, with, um, you know, with the community up in Maine, I, I think, um, like, you know, we've talked about that before and I think a lot of what it is, um, 
men that are really truly doing the work kind of isolate themselves while they're doing the work. And I'm not saying like I'm completely done. I'm not saying like, oh, I'm completely healed because that's oh, never no, going to be the no. case, you know? No. Healing but, doesn't uh, ever end. It just a, comes I'm, in waves and phases. <laughs> right. I'm at that. I'm, I'm more comfortable with the work that I'm doing and I'm, yeah. I can be open about it yes. now. But Level there, mastery, there, like you said earlier. Right. There was a long time where I hermited you know, mm -hmm. and I kind of kept within myself and, yeah. and we could, because again, like you were saying, like, who do I say this stuff to? Like, how do, you know, how do I just say, I just did a breathwork meditation and, you know, I, I connected to Hermes and I'm, you know what I mean? Like all of a sudden you start to sound like you're, you know what I mean? You, like yeah. you said, you, you know, you don't know what to say about it because you don't know how to even speak it. So a lot of that true transformation. And then when you start to hit stuff and you start to hit your own nerves, it's not a good scene. And I think that's like that whole idea of kind of like, you know, a, a man going off into the woods, you know, for seven days to be by himself. Like that's super important. And I think we're, because we don't live in a society where that's possible. Um, I think a lot of men who are truly doing the work are internalizing it. And that can be problematic as well. That's, you know, and I think that's kind of what, where I'm at now is trying to uh, get men to be more vulnerable and open up and like, you know, um, trying to get men's circles going, you know, and that sort of thing. Because I think men definitely need men to open up to themselves so they can go on their masculine healing journey so that they can eventually get to healing their feminine. Um, because I, I don't think that it's wise for a masculine to attempt to really try to heal that feminine unless they're very strong in their masculine because that's a, it's a difficult ride. All of this takes uh, knowing aspects of yourself that um, are crucial in these situations of transformation. Um, and we have to just kind of like step by step go with it. And a lot of that's really internal. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, so there was a question from the Zion and they wanted to ask your background, John. May My I background? Ask, yeah, what is your background is. Um, so not really specific there so i don't know if you i mean i could just give a, a brief overview yeah. you know like i'm uh i i come from um a culture i started touring with fish when i was 14 so i was kind of uh, and this is in the 90s so i was kind of like i got really into um a community culture living on the road um this true like essence of um an uh a, a subculture that could exist um, that was like, you know, at that time was very about you know, the aspects of like love and peace. It was a lot of that energy coming off the Grateful Dead kind of aspect. Mm -hmm. um, and then I, uh, you know, definitely saw the toxicity in that environment as I was in it for a few years. And I went into the film industry and, um, you know, I wanted to be like a writer and director and that sort of thing and kind of got wound up in production and I became a locations manager and I really... Um, couldn't see myself, uh, working in that industry anymore. I didn't, I, you know, again, like I, I kind of went in and, and recognized that the, the toxicity that that industry brought out of me, just like the way, um, the kind of like touring with music kind of brought out the toxicity within me. And, uh, so I kind of got out of that and I went into, um, cannabis and I had a beautiful, lovely, uh, absolutely gorgeous experience. Uh, working with cannabis for 12 years and being an advocate, getting uh, legalization or patients' rights and that sort of thing went before this craziness in this industry that we're seeing now, which is a, a completely uh, beast that is, is 
destroying the essence the of the people goddess. Oh my god! <laughs> you know, um, so I'm, you know, I, I I worked with cannabis and direct with patients, and over that time, I've uh, kind of went on my self discovery journey. Like I, I I started to play the game, and like that fall from master to apprentice, like. I got into the cannabis industry. I, I kind of got really big into it, got partners, legislation, this, that, and the other. And then spirit was just like, nope, this is not your path. And your path is to like really get very intimate with this plant by yourself and do the work that you're supposed to do. And that was kind of a mission I went on for about five years where I um, was kind of like just gardening by myself, learning about the plant, learning about um, my connection to all conscious plants and that sort of thing. And um, yeah, and then I, I'm, I'm right now I'm a uh, embodiment coach and facilitator that uh, is kind of working with men and trying to uh, get us to, you know, get men to um, really discover themselves again, you know, and really get to this trauma that's Im- embedded in our body uh, I always say um, my head's my worst enemy. So if I can take all this stuff and put it in my body, my body can be stronger than my head. And 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 that's really that ego kind of ego spirituality. I want I want my heart to be calling the shots, not my head, my heart, my gut as a team. Mm-hmm. Um, being able to, my my intuition and my love to trump my um, thought processes really. Right, and that intuition. Is feminine. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. You know, that's that bridge, you know. And I, because I get it, you know, like it's, it's, that's exactly it. Is that yeah. that feminine intuition that in that mm-hmm. countering that masculine headspace that's like you know um, structure and routine and all that stuff, you know, and and like this is the the way that you know these markers for this society, and you should be hitting them and all that stuff that like really um, takes you off your path. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, no, thank you for sharing that. It, yeah, it was probably know. very long. I don't know. I didn't know no. how to explain myself. No, I know. Trust me. I get that too, right? The little background bios. Um, yeah, and that, that's and next week you said you would come back, right? And we would talk about plant medicines. Sure. So, yeah, if you'll have so, me. You know. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, that's awesome. Um, so yeah, definitely next week. That's our goal. We're going to talk about because, um, like I said, we we're part of this beautiful community space where we come together, and um, we've been doing you know ayahuasca and San Pedro, which is a cactus and mushrooms, and um, yeah. So it's been just such a beautiful journey. Yeah, absolutely. It's so profound, right? To again, part of that initiation and that calling when you look at the shamanic um, archetype story, kind of you know pathway. Um, So I feel like it's very shamanic, um, which again is another word (laughs) that is just thrown around and right. um, Yeah, so I try to be careful with my words, but well, I mean, you know, I think you know, again, we're. The essence of the essence of that word is so powerful, but you know it's just being so overused. But still, like in certain circumstances, like I mean, that's the that ceremony is is a, is a shamanic space, yeah. You know, and, it, and it's a it's a beautiful space. And it mm-hmm. what what we're doing as a community and a group um, is powerful, absolutely. I, you know, and I think what what, what we're doing is bringing. Um, a, a, a huge aspect of what we're all lacking and where we're wounded, which is I think we're wounded from not having 
these ceremonies and these different things like, um, you know, to speak to the wounded masculine, um, you know, the fact that we're not initiated and, and to the, the feminine as well, because the, the, the feminine is not initiated and right. we don't have an initiation situation in our society that says, all right, you know, this, you've, you've gone from this stage to that stage. We kind of just meander and like filter around between, you know, like, well, you know, yes. graduating high school, like, well, that's not, that's not it. You know, we're, we weren't taken aside when we were 12 and, you know, brought, brought fear out of us, love right. put back in, you know, uh, to show how much pain you can endure, how much love you can have, you know, how much, you know, what, what it takes, you know, how much wood you should be able to carry as a man in the society, you know, right. these kinds of things, um, really kind of provide prevent us from really expanding into our true self at a certain time. And um, I think the more that we can authenticate a ceremony for here, because, you know, things that are happening in the jungle, that's fantastic. And that that is definitely for uh, a culture that is, has the problems that the cultures in the jungles have, but we have different problems here. You know, right. the, uh, the people in the jungle, they're born and they're not put down for months and months and months, somebody's always holding them. Our, our society, we're, we're not held enough as children. And that's yeah. a fundamental problem that we're starting to, that, that wound that we, is so hard to get to because you don't even really know it's there, but your cells know it's there. Yeah. And these ceremonies can bring that out, you know, if that's the situation. So what we're doing and in, in creating this, I don't want to say Americanized, but we're creating an, a, a situation in a space for our society, which I think is beautiful. Absolutely. I agree completely. And, um, and it's just been a tool on this healing and integrational path that mm. we both have found ourselves on. Right. <laughs> um, so I think for me, I've done so much intentional healing that when I do go into that space, like I don't have to worry, like I'm not like going to sit with my inner child, you know, to deal with, you know, a mommy or daddy issue from when I was six. Um, you know, it's, I've gotten through a lot of the healing and stuff. And now it's usually about just kind of tapping into like the beauty of the universe and, and just seeing other things and still getting lessons and whatnot. Um, right. some people and what I've witnessed, like the power of the medicine is beautiful, but we'll get into that next week um, sure. Yeah. for sure. Cause God, we could just do a whole nother. Oh yeah. No, yeah. All day, <laughs> all day going. Um, <laughs> But um, we're coming up in an hour, so we'll get ready to end in a second. Um, I just really, really, truly wanted to thank you for just your time and your energy and being in the space today. Um, very, very grateful for your friendship and your support. So thank you for you know being here and giving us some insight into the masculine mind and heart. <laughs> it's uh. very much needed. Um, and I will just say, like, I really, truly agree with what you're saying about these um, spaces, right, where we can come together, whether it's a retreat space or like a men's circle or whatever, um, that vulnerability, I think, is something we all have to kind of get comfortable with the uncomfortable so that we can grow and heal and come together um, and Absolutely. know that we're safe and protected and provided for, but yes. we got to keep pushing forward to, to get to our own higher potential and to be the best version of ourselves is really like the goal at the end of the day. It's not about other people. It's just about being the best you that's possible in right. this lifetime. And right. if you truly, truly love yourself, like how could you not want that and be willing to do anything and everything to give yourself that? 
Right. So, I mean, that's just kind of my thought, I guess. <laughs> no. Well, that, that is, that's absolutely beautiful. And I think that's what we're all kind of doing is just, you know, trying to be the highest version of ourselves. And it's not always easy. And um, it takes a lot. You got to keep your hands on the wheel for sure. You know, <laughs> but, um, but thank you for having me. I really appreciate um, being on the show. And um, I, re- I just, I really appreciate our friendship and all that we've discovered and, you know, and on this journey that we were, we were taking. And uh, I look forward to discussing more and learning more and sharing more. And um, I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Thank you. All right, everybody. So thanks for um, sticking around and or checking us out. Um, just definitely curious, you know, your thoughts on the wounded and divine feminine masculine. So feel free to um, message us or let us know or yeah. So have a good day. Take care. Bye. Bye.